0: we all saw the president's remarks yesterday on the crisis in russia and ukraine he said quote the united states is prepared no matter what happens and we are ready to respond decisively to a russian attack on ukraine which is still very much a possibility as investors it is our job to also be prepared no matter what happens we need to be ready to respond decisively to a russian attack on ukraine being prepared and having a plan is what has enabled the three of us to turn tens of thousands of dollars into tens of millions and the possibility of a war is certainly something that we need to prepare our portfolios for. We also heard the president acknowledge yesterday that a Russian invasion could impact energy prices. That obviously is an area we need to look at today. But what about beyond energy? Today on Dumb Money, the stocks that we are buying if Russia invades Ukraine. We are Dumb Money.
1: Three friends who turned $30,000 into $30 million using nothing more than Twitter and a zero commission trading account.
2: The suits that work on Wall Street, they call those people
0: the smart money. That's not us. Our goal is to help level the playing field for everyday investors. We are
1: dumb money.
0: Hey there, Dave here along with Chris and Jordan. We are dumb money. Welcome to Dumb Money Live. Before we share the stocks that we're buying if Russia invades, let's rally the like squad troops. Quick favor, everybody out there, take a second and invade the like button. It helps us out with the YouTube algorithm. We really would appreciate it. Uh, So we did see the President's comments yesterday, United States prepared no matter what happens. We saw that markets rallied yesterday after Russia appeared to be de-escalating, and then down this morning after our Secretary of State said that we have not seen a meaningful pullback. That just shows how quickly markets react to any hint of news. So let's get right into how we're getting prepared and what stocks we're looking at.
1: Dave, this is such a confusing story. Like, I, I've been following it every day, and like, depending on what headlines you pick, because you're like, yeah, there's been no meaningful pullback, but I'm also reading a headline that essentially says that uh, the the their build up, the Russian build up, is insufficient for full scale invasion, says Ukrainian military intelligence. So, like, a lot of it's really hard to get a good grasp on how real this thing is. Yeah. Uh, what's going to happen here. So like, yeah, I'm, the other just,
2: thing that I've read that, you know, just without the generic build up or whatever is that, um, and this could be wrong. Um, but there are, I've read a couple of things that Russia sending some older equipment that way to where it looks like a show of force. But like this equipment's not their latest and greatest technologies. Now I could I could be wrong on that. But I've, I've read a few things. To that effect
0: well, and we've seen russia posted video of them withdrawing some things but then you know stuff moving in both directions so yeah I, I agree this is a confusing story and it's hard to uh it's hard to prepare when there's so many variables and and even like if if russia invades it's almost like is the market going to say okay well now we know and the market hates not knowing what's going to happen and it's almost like is that going to be a little bit of a relief for kind of more the broad indexes, yeah,
1: yeah, that's that's part of my strategy here for sure, Dave. And 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 I, I think of all the research I've done on this geopolitical you know thing that's happening between Russia and Ukraine and um, NATO and the U.S., really the best the, the takeaway for me, like if if you're going to try to be predictive as to what happens or why Putin's doing this, it seems like he's doing this for leverage. Um, just just for some leverage to get some stuff. He has no intent. He he really has no intention. There's nothing good for him taking this all the way. Taking this all the way would be a huge negative, um, an economic negative for him. That would basically just wants some minimal rights,
0: right? That's that's what it comes down to. He doesn't really, and maybe to to secure some kind of additional legacy for his, you know, just thing that
2: I've um, read about this is that we've got, I mean, there's NATO creep, right? And so NATO started out with Western Europe. And then, you know, that, and and basically, we agreed to not, you know, push it into Russia's back door, um, you know, or front door, you know, 30 years ago, and then it's been creeping closer and closer ever since, right. And so a lot of these, you know, Soviet bloc countries have joined NATO. And then, you know, with Ukraine, it's just, you know, it's literally next door, right? And so um, I think that, uh, you know, I think there's some pushback on that and some, you know, some issues there, right? That we don't really so, fully appreciate or understand sitting here.
1: Yeah, but Jordan, if you're, if you're Putin, you're going to push this as hard as you can as early as possible to see how, you know, to the degree that you could actually kind of, uh, you know, get something out of this, right? You you want to come in hot and heavy in hopes that you could then provide people with a means to win, meaning like he knows how politics works, right? He wants to give people like Biden the opportunity to eventually say, hey, we, you know, um, you know, we de-risked ourselves here, like, like we, we you know, this is now... You know, a non-situation at some point in the future, and he's going to get something for that, right? So it's really just a political negotiation at the end of the day. I think there's probably relatively small risk of this turning into anything super meaningful in terms of a military conflict. And even if it does, I don't see this having the traditional impact that we would normally want to buy the military stocks like Lockheed yeah. Martin, right? Like those are the obvious. And that's showing those stocks really have not moved. I think I think if anything, the, let's call it the obvious play here probably isn't the Lockheed Martins of the world. The obvious play, if you want to go with that is going to be the, is going to be, you know, gas and oil, right? Like, like that, that's the obvious play So the question is, is there something Well, a lot of people else? think
2: that that's why gas and, uh, you know, natural gas and oil have continued their run, right? So it's, you know, as far as like demand and stuff, uh, you know, some of these price moves have outpaced a little bit. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, I think a lot of people are ready for the price increases to slow down, but, you know, you've just got this one piece of uncertainty there in Eastern Europe.
1: Yeah. Um, there are there are a lot of things that can happen here with this conflict uh in terms of kind of especially with natural gas in europe and russia and sanctions on russia for natural like this could be this could be catastrophic and we might need to figure out a way to get more natural gas into like european countries like germany for example that are getting a lot of theirs from russia and if we kind of close that down as part of sanctions, that's going to put a huge amount of buy <laughs> pressure, right, on the remaining energy market, which... Well, some look, it's are a big 100%.
2: deal, right? I mean, so if you look at Russia's economy, oil and natural gas, I mean, that's a huge chunk of their, uh, of their productivity, right? And so that could have a profound impact.
1: Which is why Russia's probably not going to actually do anything yeah. here for real, right? Because, like it would be catastrophic to them like they yeah. just can't afford yeah. to be doing that stuff right now there's not enough for him to gain out of that uh, for him to put all of that at risk economically I don't think Putin's gonna go there he's too smart to do that um so he'll probably get something right but like I don't even feel that the natural gas the energy move the oil move I don't feel that that's lasting I feel that we're more likely to see conflict resolution at some point uh than we are to see this kind of go full press and impact the natural gas markets in Europe to that degree. I think that would be a really, you know, low probability event. By the way, guys, we're not financial advisors. This is just us figuring out how this would impact our portfolio, number one, and two, if there's any moves that we can make here uh that would be advantageous based on yeah. this conflict uh do your own research get in the dumb money discord chat about it uh dummy.tv forward slash discord by the way discord members that have contributed to our high conviction reports i know i promised you venmos i haven't gotten them out yet my bad i will get them out today um it's like three people that i offered 250 each to for getting those high conviction reports out last week i'll do that today um so but let's, guys, let's I,
0: talk for a second about like the, trade? the points that, that will make you want to make a trade. Like, if you heard, oh, like, very unlikely, I think we're going to hear, oh, everything's fine, and we've worked it out diplomatically. <laughs> but, but if that were to happen, is that just like, okay, we're going all just all in and, and on S&P stocks? or? Uh, yeah, maybe, I mean, if you get I, the I all clear, or...
2: maybe you get a few days of market, uh, you know, relief, but I don't. I don't see us like just jack into all time highs or anything right now. I mean, this doesn't solve really any of the problems that we've got. It's just this is just another problem that's sitting out there, in my opinion.
1: I'll tell you my takeaway from this, and it, it's—you know—I hope I'm not being biased here because I have a heavy position in these stocks already. But my takeaway here is that listen, this conversation is all about energy, right? Uh, conversations all about how you've seen all the articles about how this is going to hit the gas pumps, right? Like in the cost of mm-hmm. gas. You've already seen Biden contemplating temporarily removing the national gas tax because the cost of gas is getting so high. I think the impact we're going to see, we've already started to see it, but the impact that sticks around over the next few months, regardless of what happens with this situation, But because of this situation, just because of this situation surfacing, I think it's a huge reminder to everyone how incredibly important it is for us to be energy independent. But, but as we know, the word energy independent means something very different to the left and to the right, right? Like the right wants us to open up the pipelines, they want us to like, you know, relax all the regulations, right? All that. The left does not want that. There's really only one way for us to get energy dependency in a way that both the left and the right can agree upon. And we know what that is, right? It's having a full EV supply chain here In North America, okay? Like that's going to come up over and over again. It's the only thing these two, it's the only thing that the Republicans and the Democrats can agree upon are, okay, we can agree that we probably all want to go all in on EV and we want that to be owned here in the US, not coming from China, not coming from other countries, right? And I think there's going to be this push for independence, at least as it relates to our. you know, the automotive sector. Right. And I think that is going to be a tailwind coming out of this. And you know what I think is the number one company to benefit from that. Right. Lithium America, LAC. We've had multiple shows on it. It's my
0: number two. position. <laughs> I had it queued up the whole time <laughs> as you as we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> don't you think that this type of, uh,
2: you know, this type of push could, you know, look, I mean, it's, it's Russia, it's OPEC, it's, all these, it's all, these, uh, all these countries that have, you know, basically most of their economy tied up in the export of, you know, these, you know, crude oils and natural gas and things like this. I mean, do you think this is just gonna cause more conflicts to erupt in the, in the near term? Cause it's basically holding uh, everybody's piggy bank ransom, right?
1: Yeah, I, I I think it probably will. But don't but we like, we
0: only get three percent of our oil from Ukraine, right? It's it's it's, well, it's more. Not, but a that's, not, world that's picture. not. the
2: point, right? So you know, you still. I mean, it it you're still lowering demand overall, right? And so Europe doesn't get three percent from Ukraine. Like yeah. So you know, yeah. uh, we, get, you we, get, a you we get a lot from why. we also get a lot domestically, but you know, overall, this kind of deflates those prices over time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I I think I think it's going to push everyone. It, as long as we see volatility in the energy market, just the volatility alone of not knowing. So Jordan, the question you just posed just now just the the fact that the questions out there that could lead to future volatility is something that's going to be on the mind of every company, every politician. It's going to be on the mind of consumers that will also support more EV. I think at the end of the day, the, the hidden story here, the story that kind of no one's talking about that's benefiting most from all of this mess is the continued push for EV. And over and above that for us to be independent in our ability uh, to build out a supply chain network uh, to produce our own batteries uh, here in the U S for EV for the next 10 to 15 years. And I think at some point everyone's going to wake up to it and stocks like lithium America, LACD are just going to get overbought. You know, I think, I think they're at a point now where you have your believers and your believers are like talking about it all day long. But the rest of the world, it hasn't entered like meme stock territory yet. right? It hasn't yeah. It hasn't entered the point to where it's like the hot thing that you only hear about every day. Like the supply, you know, EV supply chain, all the stocks that are going crazy. Like, I feel like we had a bump of that a year ago. And then we've been in this down market. Now it's recovered. It's normalized. It's picking up. But we have not had any of the you know bull market hysteria around this sector that i think will come at some point i don't know when it's going to come i'm just overweighted in it i'm like way overweighted in it and when i cleaned my portfolio out to get rid of all that leverage some of the only stocks i didn't sell were those weird right those weird ev battery tech supply chain stocks i'm like no i'm keeping them i'm just i'm keeping them uh, so I is, believe they'll is have their day.
0: Lithium America, your trade, regardless of which direction a it is, my war?
1: trade because I feel like it, this whole situation, Dave, creates a tailwind. No matter how it ends, it doesn't matter how it ends. Well, if it creates uh, so, a
2: tailwind. I think it's emblematic of what's going on, right? Because it's this, yeah. uh, it's you know, it's these people trying to hold onto their turf, right? And that uh, part yeah. of that's you know, oil and natural gas. All right. So we, talk, it, which means we talked we about want energy stocks.
0: We talked about are there other non lithium stocks that you're interested in, other metal companies? I know that that's one thing that I saw that that is produced in the Ukraine. Uh, there are also uh, any agricultural stocks. I know that the Ukraine actually is a is a big source of uh, agriculture, corn, wheat, sunflower, like those sorts of things.
1: I just you know feel you know like I, a I'm always I'm always
0: looking for the ETF instead of trying to find the one stock I'm trying to find which sector is would that affect so
1: I couldn't find like how a, this ends then yeah. you have to predict exactly how this ends when it ends like I don't feel I'm able like Jordan was saying like I think that's a really difficult thing to do so I'm trying to figure out what is a trade here that benefits no matter how it ends right because like I, I the, my concern is yeah, With that, that, with are that you could
0: just say my trade is going to be the S&P 500 index because historically it will recover regardless of what happens here. And Lithium but America I don't will think do good. this has
1: impacted the S&P you... that much to where I, there's so much happening with macro events right now, with inflation, right, and all this other stuff. Like this is one of three or four huge things that are impacting the macro environment.
0: But the same so thing like, with I'm... your individual stock. Your Lithium America has a bunch of macro things going on it, it
1: does, it,
0: it oh, correct, it does, I but I think it's that, more that it's resistant.
1: It's not
2: this specific event that is the issue, right? I think events like this could keep happening, um, you know, because of that potential, you know, deflation in, uh, in uh, oil commodities and things like that, so.
1: Yeah, listen, obviously, obviously these the macro environment with inflation, uh, with interest rates, uh, right, obviously that's going to impact everything here. Um, But when I've looked at the price action uh, of this sector, this sector is actually, I think, like just a spring, right? That's about to go off. Like you're starting to see estimates come out for lithium demand the next few years. And like every time a new estimate comes out, it's like we literally cannot... Sir, we don't have enough. Like we've known this for the last couple of years, we've been talking about it, but it's getting closer and closer. And it's like one of these things where the market is so short-term focused.
2: Everybody's so thinking I about the next a stat, thirty days. I and I don't know if this stat is correct or I saw it on a TikTok, or I don't remember what it was. But basically, it's on TikTok. It's got to be You true. get all
0: your news from TikTok.
2: But the forecast was <laughs> that we would use like we would we would have used you know at at whatever we're planning for lithium you know use in batteries that we would use like 25 percent of the earth's available lithium by 2040 or something like that and so it's a lot the demand is huge right
1: yeah yeah and more than that it's kind of like a similar uh you know we had this kind of moment with cannabis where it was like you know, we had a small window where we knew we wouldn't have enough and the prices went through the roof, but then everyone was over over manufacturing it and then it it went into an immediate slump. Right. So that's mm-hmm. what everyone has to be careful about. Like there is a lot of lithium coming online the next five plus years. But I think this this period of I
2: think the difference having, though is uh, you can't ramp, you can't ramp up lithium as fast as you can just ramp up a pot farm. You know what I mean? No, so... correct.
1: You're right, Jordan. You're totally right. So like like we, it, I think it will. I think we're going to have not months, but it looks like we're going to have not months, but years of an imbalance, uh, demand supply imbalance with lithium. And I think stuff like this only makes that worse because everybody's going to want independence right they're going to want energy independence with ev supply chain right uh especially with geopolitical stuff happening globally who knows who knows what happens with china by the way if like we get trump back in office right in a couple years i mean could you imagine like with us relying on china for lithium like like we just can't get to that point like i think both parties are going to quickly come to agreement that whatever it takes, we're going to start incentivizing uh, a supply chain here in America for EV. Like I think, well, it's, China, I think it's,
2: it's not so much the lithium; is it's the rare earths that they uh, the they rare supplement. earths.
1: All yeah, correct. Not just the rare earths, but also um, the ability to kind of put those pieces together, right? And th- there's all kinds of things that go into that. Um, but I think again. Lithium America is like the no-brainer trade for me, at least. Uh, not a financial advisor, so don't mirror that trade, guys. But, you know, for me, it's it's the no-brainer trade on U.S. Uh, production, uh, EV supply chain and lithium. So that that's where I'm sticking. Uh, if anything, I haven't added in the last couple of days, but I was thinking about adding, and I might here today or tomorrow, uh, add a bit more.
0: And the only other ones that I was looking at uh, was I, I found a uh, Russian market index that you can invest in here in the U.S. It's a it's an ETF. Um, and the last time Russia invaded Ukraine in 2014, their index, the Russian index, fell about 11 percent. So that's something to look at. And then um, the other one was
2: <laughs> I don't know about just, in you know, I mean, who knows what's going on economically in yeah. russia and then if this is going to have an effect on it you know i would, no, I would, I would be scared I, and i was money. just
0: looking for any statistical like right. information and yeah. i'm not going to do that because that just that like trying to short a market you don't know anything about just because of a geopolitical event doesn't really make yeah. sense to me but then the other one that um it's another etf um when i saw that there was uh that the ukraine uh, a, a few of the government uh, websites had been hacked. Um, it made me think of my good old cybersecurity ETF. H-A-C-K hack is the uh, symbol, and I only remember that because of the symbol, but um, it has not been doing well. It's underperformed the market. Maybe this is a time that cybersecurity is going to uh, get a little bit more attention. That's that. That would be my pick, but I don't think it's like this trigger like if if it happens then this stock goes up it's just something that's more of a, a trend that i think might might be something to to watch
1: yeah dave by the way i, I want to say this before we uh before we stop the show we had this is totally unrelated uh but we we never really promote for the most part, uh, or give away anything to our community when it comes to NFTs. But we did that one, we we got offered that whitelist. We didn't get paid anything, they gave us nothing for it. But Mm -hmm. the Johnny Depp NFT, which was called, would never fear truth, is that what, never fear something? Never fear truth. Never fear truth, the Johnny Depp NFT. I I wanted to let our community know, like we gave away some amazing whitelist spots uh, to that NFT minting that's happening shortly. Uh, but I have personally made a decision. I have one that I got through my ownership of Lit. I got airdropped in a, a free whitelist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have made a decision not to mint the Never Fear Truth. And I'll tell you why I made that decision. I want the community to know. Because the community who received the whitelist, they have the ability to mint. And I don't want them thinking that like I'm backing the project. Like I'm actually not minting because the mint price for me, is too high of a risk. It's 0.6 ETH, which is like, I don't know, $1,500, $1,700. I thought it was going to be like 0.06 is what I was kind of expecting. So not that it's not worth it. Um, I think people will have to all make their own decision. Uh, With 11,000-plus pieces of of generative digital art, um, how large is the fan base for Johnny Depp? I don't have enough insight into that to invest you know that type of money on a mint so i made a decision not to mint that said i hope the project does really well because everything i've been told about it seems really cool mm-hmm. um but for again i just am, i'm fearful that it's too high of a mint price for the risk reward as an investor right so as someone that loves johnny depp's art uh if you're a huge fan it might be well worth it to do that now i heard there are going to provide people with uh, those NFTs with the ability to purchase a physical version of it. But again, it's something you're going to have to purchase. So I just want to be totally transparent with the community that that was my... And I did put this in Discord as well, that I was contemplating whether I should move forward or not with the Mint. Um, but I want everyone to know that I have made my decision, not because I don't like the project. I think the project's super cool. Um, it just risks reward. I'm, I'm an investor and I just like... Hmm. I don't know, like it's a trade off between that and something else and point six was a little too rich for me for the mint. So so my everyone question makes your own decision.
0: For you, Chris, because uh you're you're my personal NFT advisor. Did I get two of these or just one?
1: Um Can I you, can I sell you,
0: one and keep one or, or
1: Well you didn't get all you received was a was a mint pass to like a whitelist mint pass mm-hmm. to have the privilege of getting to mint one early at .6, so you don't have to fight in the public sale that it might sell out and you might not be able to mint one. So you have the ability to make a decision for yourself whether you want to pay .6 to mint one. Um, I don't know if you got one or two. If you had two wallets... Because
0: I I have two lit wallets and but I split you, them late in the game, so I'm not sure. You
1: you, you if you split it uh and you had a mi- you met the minimum threshold, you might have received two whitelists, in which case you'd be able to purchase two of these. Now you could also sell your whitelist uh pass, okay, which is going for like point .1 ETH now. It was going for like one ETH. It was going for one point two ETH a few <gasps> weeks ago. You missed out on that. Why didn't you, you could tell have sold me to sell ETH it. For one- <laughs> I talked to you about it. I i told you it was going for one. It's so 20. confusing. I can't keep track yeah, of NFTs.
0: It's... NFTs that make me need to, where I actually have to think and do something. That's not the way I like to invest. Yeah,
1: listen. Th- these are all decisions. <laughs> these are all personal decisions. We treat them like investments. I view them as investments. um Again, I don't want to knock the the uh, project. I think the project is super cool. I think Johnny Depp, what he's doing with his art is super interesting, but there's a lot of it. Uh, and I think it's, it's all, all more about the market for NFTs right now. Uh, people are not loving like high price mint NFTs. A lot of them are doing bad after the mint. So it has a shot to do really well. But it's a risk I don't really want to take. I want the community to know that when they're making their own decisions. I don't want anyone like... Yeah, you got like, something for free and you want to go I, ahead and
0: cash out now before, it, before you even have that. Well, and I don't
1: think our community received traditional uh, mint passes that will allow them to sell those. I think the way they did it with our sweepstakes is they're just kind of giving them... I don't know how they're doing it, quite honestly. I didn't see it. Uh, so I'm not sure that they can make money off the mint pass itself. But again, just I want people to know what I'm doing since we did talk about it on the show... Uh, I felt, you know, I, we should talk about our decision, our personal decision, to <clears> then amend <defend throat> it or not. And my personal decision is I'm not going to. So that's all. Uh, cool. And uh, that's it, man. Jordan, you, you, you're back, man. you were on vacation, Vegas, right? You were, George Strait. George Strait. Yeah. It's good stuff. How was was that? it good?
2: What's that? Was How was it? it? Good? Oh, I mean, George Strait's fantastic. He's band. still performing yes. well, really? Dude, he's great. Yeah. His his band's great. He's great. He's super entertaining. He's just fun to fun to watch.
1: Did you do anything else out there? Was it was that it?
2: Um Yeah, we hit up top golf. In Vegas? <laughs> yeah.
1: Nice. <laughs> love it. I love it. Did you did you see the Super Bowl out there? Did you watch it? No, oh.
2: I was back by the time the Super Bowl hit. So we watched the Super Bowl here.
1: Oh. Okay, yeah. cool. Man, uh, Oh, by the way, we were going to do hey, a man. live a episode on Friday. We want
0: to we want to do like the live Q and A where you guys can actually interact with us, and we will bring those back hopefully this Friday. We'll do that on Friday, uh, unless our schedule. I have to check my calendar, but I think I'm free. Yep, I'm good.
1: Uh, we'll talk about that on Friday because I want to see. I, I need to see what our community thinks. I should do with this Matt Stafford card. If I should sell it now or keep it until next year, that rookie card. That was my tra- that was my Super Bowl trade. Was yeah. this Autograph Matt Stafford, Matthew Stafford, our rookie card, um PSA ten, Gem Mint. And it's more than doubled. So you know, should I keep it? Roll the dice. On to what happens season. in the
2: offseason, right? So if they uh if they keep a really good team, then maybe you yeah, maybe you keep it.
1: Yeah, I know that's kinda of what I was thinking. It depends on what um, you know,
2: who gets you know traded off and who wants to leave and all those things. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we'll well, We will talk all back. about that on Friday. If you've not subscribed and you're interested in hearing uh, what Chris does with his rookie card, subscribe. If you're not and interested we're do an in NFT go ahead and hit the thumbs up week. button on your way out. What's that? We'll do an
1: NFT episode this week as well, so please hit the notifications bell so you know But it's already coming.
0: Wednesday. Do we even have time for your NFT episode? I think we need to do two stocks to one NFT minimum.
1: Fine. Fine. <laughs> we'll do it next week. We'll do NFT next week.
0: I mean, there's just so much going on right now.
1: I know, I know, I know, I know. And with that, if you haven't
0: subscribed, make sure you do that. Thumbs up on the way out. Uh, You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us pretty much anywhere you look. We are Dumb Money. We will see you right back here tomorrow, next day, sometime very soon.